What's going on, everybody? This is James Grandmaster Facts Boyce, and you're here for another episode of The Facts Project. Today, very special guest, second time on the program, my brother. If 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 Concrete Comics was the Wu-Tang Clan, Lonzo was RZA. Lonzo star, everybody. <laughs> no, man. <laughs> What's going on? Thank you. Yo. Thank you for having me, bro. It's been it's been years, man, of us uh knowing each other and coming to this table and, and talking talking comics and business and growth every year is another growth that we talk and, and and even aside from this i think that we've had just like side conversations about just where indie comics are and generally your company has been one of the like proponents of me getting involved in indie comics a lot more than what i've had what i have in the past and i've yeah. seen your company do some amazing shit I, I appreciate that, man, for sure. And that, you know, I always credit you as being one of one of the first, uh, you know, big big names that 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 I that I see that actually shouted us out. And it was a post you were you were making a post about. Um, I still got it saved on my phone. Actually, you were you were you were making a post about just how uh people could start looking outside of the big two if they're not giving you what you need. Mm-hmm. You're like there's a lot of other content out there and then you mentioned concrete comics you mentioned uh stranger comics and people like that and i was like oh that's dope let me send this man a follow click that was me getting my start and everything like that like that was me like actually put my face to the camera and i i actually wanted to basically get people activated to the fact that there are other comics out there regardless outside of just marvel and dc that they have yeah. no idea about like people go to comic cons and they're there for all those uh big ass trailers that come out and most of those productions yeah. they have no idea what goes on beyond the, behind the scenes except for the right. people that yeah. actually work it yeah and i, I feel you know that 2020 was a 2020 was a special year i think when you made that post that was 2019 mm-hmm. it was like the end of 2019 right when we were we were just about to get rocking i i, I don't i think we just did our kickstarter and all that stuff like that. But yeah, it was right when we were first starting to get rocking and so many companies were emerging at the same time. And I was, just, I was just flattered to be mentioned amongst the crowd. Cause it was, it was a crowd back then. And, you know, I, I, I quote this to Tyler Martin has said this in an interview. He was, he, he was shouting this out as well, but he was like, yo, you know, when we started out the race, it was a bunch of people on the, on the front line running. And as the years go by, only a few of us are still running this marathon. And you this he quoted, true. you know, Stranger Comics, Concrete, he quoted people like that. And he said, these are the guys that are front running the industry. So we're kind of setting a standard for what the quality is of indie comics. Mm. And for, you know for I mean? people who have no idea exactly what Concrete Comics is, how would how do you describe yourself? What is generally the pitch? So Concrete Comics, we're definitely the Wu-Tang of comics. Um, we're, we're, we're some of the, 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 the forefathers in fighting this misrepresentation war, getting representation back into the back into the industry and just just claiming our own story, our own narrative. Um, the term concrete, it, it, it has a double meaning. For one, you know, we all come from some form of concrete all over the world. We all we all stepped on the concrete and we had to make our name where we were. So that that's that's your concrete. That's who you are. That's that's your foundation. Uh, the other part of concrete is that, you know, we may crack. We can break a little bit, but we, we never fold ever. Mm-hmm. And we, we can always be rebuilt. 
and be remolded at the same time. So that's that's what that's what concrete comics is. That's what we stand for. It's a foundation that you can believe in, you can stand on, and it's gonna be, you know, I mean it's gonna be solid. Solid. So uh the reason that we are here today, because I wanted to, of course, uh had find some time in and, and, and little did we know that he had a shortened campaign, but we are mainly here to talk about Acolyte which was the very first comic to come out of Concrete Comics. And it, we're at issue five. Issue five, man. It's, and it's amazing. It's amazing. It's saying issue five just sounds, I didn't think, you know what I mean? I didn't, I, I saw this, but I didn't see it at the same time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. No, nah, I envisioned that, it, but I didn't, you know? Yeah, like to to put it, to put it plainly, like this is your baby here. This is This was all yeah. you. Like this is uh, the concrete does have many forms and many branches. And this is pretty much the cosmic side of concrete comics with Acolyte. Yes. Full blown superhero, but more so the cosmic genre of comic books within concrete comics. Now, Mm -hmm. when you, when you basically were involved in, of course, in building this evolution, you're, you're the mainstay of basically running this business president, CEO, of concrete comics but yet you have to take off the ceo hat and put on the creator hat to come up with this from time to time yeah. again so where would you say you are at with this character it's been since 20 what 2018 you started with acolyte uh, the thought started 20 well i wouldn't say the thought you know it's a funny story man i had this song i, I wrote yeah i wrote i wrote the song and like it was like 2014 2015 and it's called moonwalker and i'm just mm-hmm. rapping like i, I was rapping kind of like as if i was a superhero that landed from the skies and boom 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 i'm trying to tell my girl like where i've been at without telling her where i've been at and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm rapping like that but when i created acolyte the song was like perfectly catered to him so mm-hmm. it was almost like subconsciously i already made acolyte in my head i just never thought i would make him in a comic book form but i used to always i I never knew what nerd nerdcore rap was, mm-hmm. but I kind of always did it. You know what I'm saying? I always did it. So when I got into this industry, this comic book industry, and I realized that was an art form, I was like, sheesh. You know what I'm saying? I, I've been I've been making comics my whole life. I didn't know it. <laughs> you know what I'm mm. Um, but yeah, no, nah, the acolyte it's 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 very interesting. I don't know if you saw the uh the series I did the other week when I was promoting a Kickstarter, I was doing a five facts that you may not know about Acolyte. Mm. And one of them was um, one of the facts I dropped was that the first iteration of Acolyte, when I created him, he was a street level hero, kind of like a daredevil that had supernatural, that had spiritual based powers. Did he still um, have the hood? Yeah. Yeah. He still had the hood. He still had the image. He still, he didn't look exactly the same. He He had more of a Batman aesthetic. He had like a belt. He had, you know, he had he had equipment. Yeah. But he he had a little bit of ability. And um, you know, our our my friend convinced me, he said, Bro, I feel like Acolyte's dope, but he said, I know, I know you, I know your heart. You you wanna go cosmic. <laughs> and I was like, That's that's true. That's my all my favorites are cosmic, you know, Silver Surfers, Superman's, you know, mm-hmm. what I mean, Marshall Manhunter, those are my favorites. Right. And um so I, you know, in 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 a way, I was limiting myself because I was gearing my project. When I created Acolyte, I was more so thinking of film. I wanted to do like my own little live action 
daredevil type show so that's why i made him something that i felt the budget wasn't gonna be crazy mm-hmm. something that i could do something i could jump over <laughs> staircases with little did you, you know, know? What I'm little did i know but you know um so then when you know he changed to a cosmic and that's when i really started molding him and getting him to where i wanted him to be um so from issue one you kind of get a, a a little glimpse of his origin it kind of issue one starts you at the end of his origin like when he's you know how is how how issue one ends would be the last chapter of the origin issue two is actually issue one you know what i'm saying but i i wanted to have the star wars effect where i gave you like episode four five or six first and then Uh as the story goes i'm giving you sneak peeks into who he was before he became acolyte so right now yeah it's right now i'm really just in the story, I'm really just developing. I want the fans and the readers to understand who he is at heart as a hero, why right. he's a hero, what motivates him to be a hero. This next arc after issue six, I'm going to tap into who he is personally, how when you know what he gets into, love life, maybe a little something, something, what what his favorite foods are. Y'all gonna see that that side of him, and um, you know that 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 was basically my my mindset. So yeah. The the one thing about okay, so the origin story brought forth that it was like uh, almost foretold that as a as a young man at some ripe age, he was going to acquire this power scale that was going to be was going to be beyond anything on earth, and it turns out that through issues two through five, he is never safe. Oh, never safe. But you got to think of it as a time gap. Still, issue one to issue two is a time gap. He was when he when he first got picked up by uh, King Kalan, he was probably about uh, he's probably about 16. Right. Because the travel between Earth and where he got to was about a two year travel. So when he originally got, you know, gripped up, he was still young and he trained with Kalan for two years before he met that, you know, his his uh, his quote unquote father. Mm-hmm. who uh who kind of evolved them so then there's a whole there's a whole nother arc in between issue one and issue two where he's just with his pop and his pop's taking him to meet like some like i, I can't wait to tell that story bro like he's he's meeting some like some like uh if if we had celestials in concrete they would be like these type of guys like he's he's taking them to meet the pillars of the universe right and like yo you know you need to know what this is what this what this universe is so mm-hmm. you know i mean i i've been i've been plotting on that 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 story for a while but you know that one's gonna be dope real dope because he he goes through a lot of he goes through a lot of threats there and and, and he kind of finds out that uh his pop's not the only one of his kind that's at the same time yeah you almost come to find out like in that first issue that the king kalon and acolyte uh, dynamic is almost close to like a Master Roshi Goku type deal. Like you, you gonna be up here with me for a while. You can't go down there till you're ready. Yeah, yeah. And, and see, King King Kalan is dope because Abner, his pop. The reason why he picked Kalan to go get him, because well, for one, I hinted towards it. If he read an issue one when Cosmosa showed up, she came there for a reason, and that. That's one of the facts that I dropped too on the series is that uh, a lot of people don't know in issue one, Acolyte was actually supposed to be existed. He was supposed to be wiped out of existence by Cosmosa. Mm. But her God told her, her God was like, nah, 
he's gonna be something to watch, you know what I'm saying? So so let's right. let's let him chill. But she was coming because Abner wasn't supposed to be out here procreating like that. You know what I'm saying? With lesser beings. So she was about to just come and just get him up out of here. But that mm-hmm. that's why she was kind of playing with him, like, mm, he looks I, I would think he would be bigger from what you said. Right. You know, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> like why why he sent Kalon, man. Um and I, I tap on this in the in the volume one source book that is out now, now that you can only get at Comic Cons. But um mm. I tap into it that King Kalon is one of the only human, you know, humans that uh Abner respects on his same level. Cause he's that he's like that type of guy. He's he's the king of the world. You right. know, think about Black Panther, think about Wakanda, but as a planet. You know what I'm saying? And that's what he runs, and he's he's one of the most honorable cats in the universe, and he's probably one of the best hand-to-hand combat fighters in the universe. Um, mm. So he he said, he said, if anybody can teach Acolyte discipline before he comes to me, and I got to unlock something that he could destroy the uh, planet with, let me teach him some basics, and I want him to learn the K-Line way. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. yeah. So with Acolyte's return to Earth in issue two, and him now basically being introduced to his own type of Lex Luthor type character in Mr. Block. And the immediate reaction from reading somebody like that, that you uh, in a comic book to where you got somebody who was incredibly OP, but yet you have somebody who was a human being of immense power, but of course he ain't got no powers himself, but he is not shook by Acolyte yeah. nor his powers. Yeah. So yeah, Mr. Block, funny story, Block is designed after my big brother. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I, I designed him to look like my big brother. He he wanted to Your big brother look like that? Nemes- yeah, exactly like that. Big, big bald head with a big beard, man. And uh but now the the in in issue two, I wanted the readers to understand Acolyte has already he's been on Earth. He's just been chilling. He's had mm. he's done things. The world kind of knows him a little bit, but he hasn't had an event that was big enough to make him come out and the cameras like catch him like full blown. You know what I'm saying? And that's kind of an issue too. When you see after he, you know, stopped the bank robbery and the media tried to talk to him, he don't really have too many words for him. He, you know, he, uh, scattles up out of there. Mm-hmm. But, um, so basically he's been on, he's been on world for a while. And a person like Mr. Block, he's, uh, He's he's the he's the you know CEO and the president of uh, Block Industries, which is um they deal with military grade weaponry and 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 technology and sciences. So, you know he has military contracts and he you know he helps out the government. He helps out everybody, but he also them guns on the street they come from him. Mm-hmm. All the mob bosses, crown bosses, they they answer the block. He's the one they don't want to cross. You know what I'm saying? Um, so. In his eyes, Acolyte is messing up business on all sides. Right. Well, mainly on the street side where he make the most of his money. So when you see where, where he's turning, he's starting to he's starting to nudge the government like, hey, man, I think this dude's a problem. You know what I mean? Let's and I got some things for y'all to use against him. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. So he's starting to build. He's trying to build like a deterrent for Acolyte and Acolyte don't even know he exists. <laughs> And it's true because like it's almost like there was never a direct conversation between the two. It was more so uh, and it wasn't even even a mutual respect. It was like, look, this dude's just like infiltrating 
on territory that's all mine. And you don't, and, and you were basically uh, bringing up the fact that we don't necessarily see exactly what Block's plans are until the website exclusive issue four that came out. Uh, what was that like? Or the end of uh last year? Yeah, it was about October. Okay. And yeah. and, and and I'm guessing. I mean, even at the end, because at this at, at this time when Block reemerges. Acolytes already dealing with the children of chaos who have just arrived children on of Earth. Chaos pull out. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and that's it's supposed to be uh Earth's first time seeing aliens as well. Mm. So the world is like the world is like sheesh. So where I can't wait for you to read issue four because it picks up it four picks up directly after the events of three. Like it's kind of like um well, I mean, yeah, yeah. Four it picks up directly after issue three. It's kind of like uh maybe like a couple days after the events. So when, when you see, you know, I, I can give you a little gist of the first couple of pages, but the, the mayor is talking about like how, like somebody has to pay for this damage and we we're blaming acolyte for this. <laughs> I'm saying, right. Like we're, we're blaming acolyte. Like he's the guy. And, and guess who comes to the rescue of the city? Oh, block. good old block. But exactly. the thing is also in those same type of instances, what the fuck are you supposed to do? What is acolyte supposed to do? Well, I got to be careful with stuff I, I, I tear apart. Yeah. Like I'm dealing with, I'm op, and I'm dealing with op. Yeah. Uh, I guess, attack. I guess you can blame. I guess they blaming him for his his presence. His <laughs> presence brought that. But but then you know, same way. Uh, I think it was the Transformers movie Optimus Prime said like, listen, we can leave, but what if we leave and they don't? You know what I'm saying. So yeah. that's the kind of premise of acolyte. Oh, listen, I could have been off world. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> They'd have pulled up, y'all have been done. So I'm here. Well, at, it, and even in issue four, um, basically with the with the turmoil that was happening with the children of chaos, Acolyte finds his first ally. Yeah, yeah. And it his turns out Sithro. Yeah, it Sith turns out to be Sithro. Sithro has turned to be a he's He's like a fan favorite too. Like people, people are dying for more Sith Row, man. He's 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 one of my favorite characters as well. Um, he's probably like I, I, I think I think his nickname would probably be like the the most dangerous weapon, the most dangerous weapon in the world, and it's him. So well, yeah, he's it with with him basically. All right, if if he's if he's sort of like this. Uh, this cybergenetic military grade type of weapon that's out there. And Mr. Block owns all these military contracts and all this weaponry around the world. Who's to say that Sithro has never worked with Block? I would say that technology that he has comes from that industry. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Block, Block, Block is deep into the uh, super soldier program as well. So yeah, he's he he's in all of it. He does, you know, it's it he it's not just weapon well, I guess it's weaponry on a on a on a um biological uh status as well. You know what I'm saying? So he's in he's tapped into the whole like whatever weaponry science y'all are trying to get, I'm in it. I'm mm -hmm. the guy. Cause he the thing about block, and I, I mentioned this in the source book too, so I'm not spoiling nothing for y'all. Y'all can read this like right now. He, um, you know, he he's he's one of the smartest minds on the on the planet. Mm. You know, so he's not just a brute. He's a brute for sure. He's a ruthless brute. 
Um, you know, my obviously my inspirations was, you know, a kingpin mixed with Lex Luthor. How can you mix the 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 brawn with the brains? And I yeah. thought that was a perfect blonde. Like Kingpin is smart, but he's not building things. Like, you know, what I mean, he he just hires people to do it. Like he'll he'll hire Osborne to build him some stuff and he'll scare Osborne, like, listen, bro, you know what I'm saying? If you don't do that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If you don't do that, I'm just gonna take it anyway. So I, that that's kind of what I wanted to mix with Mr. Block, man. And and I want I want the people to kind of I kind of want the, the readers to root for him a little bit as well. Because mm. it's like, you know, sometimes you want to see the bad guy win. Um it's very true. You know what I mean? Yeah, it would be because it provides the best cliffhangers. And even then, I guess uh outside of issue four, we get to this brand new Kickstarter, your return to Kickstarter with issue five. Yes, and here we see Acolyte outside of Earth. And yet, even yeah. he's never, once again, like we said earlier, he's never safe. You know, so I like say. you titled this yeah, one five. Aaron's yeah. Cry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Five, five is five is dope. Five is probably one of my favorite. Five is probably my favorite issue, man, because it's, it's like, you know, I've been building to get to space i've been my issues have been building him to have to go out there so now i'm there so now i'm now i'm i'm you know i mean i'm i'm creating shit (laughs) so Mm -hmm. i'm going crazy and and, um you know you know he's on his way you know i I can give a a brief synopsis to it he's literally on his way to go get information about the children of chaos and on his way he's traveling light near speed he's just traveling and uh you know he gets it's kind of like kind of like you you going downtown and you see people rumbling in front of you You're like what the hell do you intervene and stop it or do you just go around it and keep moving mm-hmm. so you know he kind of gets wrapped into um a, a little a little bit of a cat and mouse game between two different races so i get to introduce a whole new race two new races and both of them i'll give this easter egg both of them turn out to be major problems for the galaxy itself Mm. And even though it's a cat and mouse game, one is one is the victim, one is the the predator, but they're both predators in their own right. Mm. So you know it's just kind of dope to introduce that. Um, the one the one race, you know, I don't want to say their name because it'll kind of give away some. It'll okay. kind of give away you know why I named the title what it is. Mm-hmm. But um, basically, it's like a race that's been being bullied. And once that, once the bully, once the victim gets power, they sometimes become a bully. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what happens with, with these people. But you know, one of the dopest things in this issue is that when they, when when they see acolyte, the shorty like, oh, that's him, and he like, how y'all know me? And they know the symbol. They know the symbol of the supreme. So mm-hmm. a lot of people they heard of the moonwalker in the cosmos. The acolyte's never even seen him, but his name is starting to ring bells out there. Dang. And now can you describe exactly what Theron's cry with the title that you named this this issue is about? Or 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 better yet, what it yeah. means. You know, yeah, Theron's cry, I would say I would say the word Theron isn't isn't like a um it's not a term. It's the name of a people. Mm. You know what I'm saying? If that if that explains it, you know what I'm saying. Okay. Um yeah, it's 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 the name of a people and you know they're at this moment, they they might have been you know scared for their life at the moment, and just so happened somebody somebody just in the neighborhood, mm. 
and they they kind of show up but it's like uh you know this issue four and five are some of my favorite issues because you know i guess you can use the term filler filler issues in the arc but they're filler issues that lead to the next arc you know what i'm saying so they're they're not pointless issues they're like they're like yeah i'm gonna show you something here and we're gonna come back to this Mm. But while we're on the way, let me stop some places to get you introduced to other things in the universe. You know what I mean? Dope. Now, as far as a company, uh, Concrete Comics being as established as they are, uh, I remember when uh, when you guys first started out, there was literally these three issues. Three issues. That's Absolver, it. Acolyte, Absolver, Odina. And that was it. And the yeah. thing is, uh, you've all had the opportunity to grow your characters. Uh, some of you guys have have been able to dive off into uh, into other storylines that you wanted to create. Um, even Daniel Calvo, your former editor, is now a creator. He's able he's been able to put out two stories himself with Pennock yeah. and Andy Starboy. Um, Onaji, of course, doing his uh, pre productions. And uh, putting yeah. drafted out there, which is almost like a a physical manist- manifestation of Odina being brought to the right. screen in an indie film. You got Jamel basically always creating and still has Absolver in his belt. And, always going crazy, and <laughs> and always going crazy. Always going crazy. Always going crazy. Yeah. And, and and literally, even through all of that, the company's still growing. Still growing, man. We signed uh, like six new creators over the last six months. Six and uh, yeah, you know, yeah, and that's that, not even mentioning Decimation Earth wow. and Watchmen. Yeah. They're those, those are those guys are kind of they're kind of veterans now. <laughs> they saying. are. But when you think about it, you think about Daniel, Daniel Lyle, and Dave. They were like the Dave, second class. Dave Rucker. You know what I'm saying, Dave, Dave Rucker, Decimation Earth, Lyle Ringo with Watchmen. He has he's two issues in right now. He is. Uh, Decimation Earth is headed to the third issue. Daniel D is two issues with Tenoch. So they and all of them have healthy amount of books as well that mm-hmm. that are almost nearing their their ending of their arcs. And um, you know, we just released Carla, uh, Carla with a uh, um, Luna, Luna, Luna number one. I have doing numbers right now. Oh yeah, I can't wait to pick your brain on that one too, man. I want to know what you think. I think with you know, I, you know what I. I almost said something that I wasn't supposed to say, but but I think uh, that storytelling reminds me of um, something I could see you writing as well. Mm. You know what I'm saying, but, but yeah, I, I can't wait for you to read that one. You know what the funny thing is about um, Luna when I read it, it was like it was the first time I saw in almost like an anime styled, uh, yeah. anime styled comic book like that. That the yeah. way I read it, I was like. This could be an anime if it wanted to be, and the artwork in there yeah, has a really unique fire. Yeah. Has has a really unique style. Her artist's name is Ian Sebastian. Man, he's he's dope. He actually he actually is the artist for Deja Vu as well. Mm. Deja Vu, is another one we just dropped. Just and, dropped. Uh, and the part of the reason why I did a quick Kickstarter because I have another one coming right after this, which is Primate. Um, yeah, Primate is one of my favorites. Uh. You know, I, I'm very excited for that character. And after Primate, we got Yester Fate. Then I'm dropping my Zuriel number one for that one. Then we got Odina with five and six coming. So 
Yes, the fate will miss the Tyler. Yes, the fate chronicles yeah, that's, actually that's going actually, to come. That used to be a it's, website. It's not only. Yeah. So, yes, the fate is going to be concrete's first novel, but we also did a comic book to it. And it's a healthy 40 pager comic book. It's 40 page. It's already done. Colored mm. is just being lettered right now. So it's it's in the bag. Primate number one, done. Lettered in the bag. Um, so yeah, what like you know, that's 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 that that's the goal, man. And shout out to Lau. You know, I, I kinda I gotta I gotta start toot my own horn a little bit, man, because I feel like when it comes to when it comes to the indie indie world, right? It's a lot of different publishers out here, but it's publishers in different ways. Like whereas some publishers are they're publishers, but they have like one title and yeah. it, and it's their title. They're putting it out and it's dope as hell. They're getting awards and stuff like that. But I think, I think concrete is the only, we might be the only company where as a publisher, I have a ton of other creators and these other creators there, every book has been successful. We haven't had a failed Kickstarter and some of these creators are getting nominated for awards now. Like Lyle just got nominated for another award. Well, Najee got Kendaki um, nominated this year, and I got Organic Chrissy and Acolyte is nominated this year. So mm. we got multiple titles are getting recognition from one company, man. And I, I just gotta, I got to my own horn on that one, man. I, I think Concrete is, 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 if not the biggest publishing house that houses multiple creators in mm. the indie. This is true in, in the indie world. This is true. Everybody pretty much has their own voice. I get it. It's it's your it's it's your your team, your company, but pretty much everybody has their own voice. Like if if you were to speak to anybody that is in creation of any of a any of a concrete title, they can speak yeah. to it. They know the publishing about it. They know how they're going to market it, and everybody pretty much has that game plan going. Now the the assembly lately because I think uh, outside of just Lyle, Daniel, and David Rucker, the inclusion of Carla, Christina, uh, the who's the creator of Deja Vu? That is Jari Jari Cecil. Jari Cecil, who created Primate? Uh, Primate. That is um. That is Avery. I mean, it's, it's, I'm I'm trying not to mess up names because I'm yeah. starting to think now there's so but, many creators. I'm like, damn. But that's even yeah, just over so the past year. So that's a, that's like another five creators. And we also got Chris Tomazma, who has Base Force and Clarity Girl, and and he has a couple other titles that came to Concrete as well. And then with and then with Tyler putting out Yes to Fate, it's like, yeah, yeah, it's going crazy, I, man. I remember a conversation with you where you were like, yo, I'm, I'm think we're I think we're gonna do like probably like four to five projects in a year. Yeah. Oh and, yeah, for sure. And this year, I I think as of right now, what did have you put out three? It's three. Luna, uh Deja Vu, Acolyte, and then we got Primate coming right after. And it's May. <laughs> it's May. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean I I wanna and and you know, like I forgot, you know, Lyle's, Lyle's issue three is on the way this year as well. So mm-hmm. I want to get to a point and then to think, you know, we're still self-funding everything we do. So imagine once we get to where we need to go to and get that type of financial backing behind the company. Oh, it's over. Mm-hmm. It's over because yeah. we're yeah. producing at this rate right now. 
at a at a you know at a at a pretty scheduled pace. Yeah. Um, you know the the outcome could be could be limitless. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, and, and now that we're in Diamond, we haven't launched yet, but you know, now that we're in Diamond, um, that's just going to magnify us even more. And just to give you an exclusive, I, you know, issue one of Acolyte has been completely redone. It's oh, already wow. done, colored, and I included some extra pages in there to show more of his origin. So, in a brand new cover, everything. Because when I dropped on Diamond, I want every, I want the artist to be the same throughout the arc. Which issue one was the only book that didn't have the same artist as the other books. Got so you. I redid it, and uh, yeah, man. Yeah, like like it's 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 been a crazy journey, but I definitely want to start like you know, we've been humble for a minute. I definitely want to start talking like yeah, we're like we're we're literally in the top five of, of some of the biggest publishers in the indie community, especially the black indie. We're definitely oh, for top sure. three, definitely top three easily. So you know when, and it, aside from yourself, I know a few other creators that we know very well have jumped into distribution with diamond. Now the process of that coming about and for them to basically not necessarily even take a chance on somebody like you, but more so saying to themselves, we need somebody like you so that we can put out a lot of product and get them into comic book stores or get them into a, a Walmart and Amazon or however they yeah, yeah. like, how does that feel as a company to know that, you know, I can at whim put out up to a thousand books if I need to. You know, that's it's I guess it's 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 equivalent to a rapper getting a record deal, you know what I'm saying? Getting a major distribution record deal, because you know, you can drop some dope music and hand mixtapes out the trunk of your car, but if you, somebody can just walk into Walmart and accidentally stumble upon you, you know, your chances are even higher now. And you still doing that. And I, you know, I was talking to our our distribution guy at um at Diamond. And I was telling him, I said, you know, one thing about us is like, I don't think I need the previews because, you know, it costs money to be in previews. But I was like, we do so much organic hustling out yeah. here in the streets. I think I think once once I start telling people where we're in stores, too, I think they're going to go crazy. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because we're, we're we're already out here heavy, you know, <laughs> we're we're heavy in the streets. And now we and all of our creators are all over the world. So. I don't physically have to be in Chicago. Lau and Jairi are both in Chicago. So they can uh-huh. take over Chicago. You know, when I go there, I can just talk to whoever they've been talking to. And Anadi's in Atlanta. You can you got that. You know what it's, I'm saying? This is very true. So, and, so, yeah. and because that's always been the dynamic is that you don't it's just not like five dudes from the same neighborhood. Y'all all literally all over the place. Like yeah. I if if I remember correctly, um, was it, it Carla? She's from She's in Maryland. Maryland. So she's that's in Maryland. That, that's the DMV. James, James is in Maryland too. Yeah, her her and James are both in Maryland. Mm. Dave is in North Carolina. Dave is in North um, Carolina. Jamil is in Florida right now. So <laughs> Jamil's in Florida. Living? Um yeah, he's in Florida, just Ow. living his living his life, being being crazy as always. <laughs> and uh, Anaji's in Atlanta. Um, Avery, creative primate, he's in uh, 
he's in Connecticut. Mm. And uh Chris Tomasma, I think he's in Detroit, if I'm not mistaken. Well, I think he's I, in Detroit. Yeah. I will say that you have the Southeast and Midwest uh totally wrapped up. Oh. All you need is a Cali all Connect. Over. And uh that's you, all I need. You got the, you got the game need, on able, you got the game on on lock right now. Oh no, for sure, man. And I, you know, I don't I guess I can, you know, I always give you them exclusives, man, but we dropping um we already gearing up for uh the concrete manga division to drop too. So really? you know that's that's another that's another world I want to take over because it's not a lot of representation. There's there's no representation there. And our people we're the ones that made it popular. We made it big. We're the ones that made it a pop culture event. It's and true. We get no, we get no bread from that. And none of these characters. I love Dragon Ball. I love, I love Baki. I'm a big Baki fan, bro. But, I like but Baki. I'm a big Baki fan. So you know, I wanted to create my own type of, um, you know, fighting type style thing like that. So be on the lookout for Golden Gloves, man. It's dope. But the one thing, the one thing that I'll say is dope about what I'm doing with. Golden Gloves specifically is that he exists in the superhero world as well. But in the superhero world, he's more like a superhero. But what he does offside, he be in the fight clubs getting it in. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And um, and it gets real, man. It gets real. So now, nah, yeah, but that's that's always been my my plan and my goal. Like um, I I want to be one of the big three. I want to be, I want to be what you know what a lot of the old heads at this comic say somebody said to us they said yo concrete is what what milestone was supposed to be for us back in the 90s it's very true and I, I was like sheesh yeah, that man, is that's, that's, that's a heavy weight you know what i'm saying it's very heavy weight because i'm gonna be honest i really don't know too much about milestone i've knew static but i really didn't know the other guys and that's that's mm -hmm. due to the the lack of marketing and promotion dc does for them they don't they don't want them to blow up and that's why they don't but um you know, when I heard the old head say that, I was like, damn. You mean more so and I was like they they didn't promote them and then the company just went stagnant for like close to twenty yeah. years. And it wasn't yeah. that they didn't promote them, they just didn't do anything. They didn't do nothing. <laughs> Until <Right. Yeah>. recently. <laughs> yeah, because I think I think somebody was telling me that the milestone run was only like like four or five years, right? Yeah. And and then, like then five years it was like content. it was like the room went dark. Yeah, I, I I do think too that they I think they're, you know, and I and it's no disrespect. I guess this this is my eyes viewing it, but I feel like the characters didn't have iconic enough looks. That's probably why we didn't. Static has that look. Static, static, has, that static look. has that look. Like when you see him, he has the you know the symbol, the coat, the trash can lid, those things we remember. Um, when you see icon, you don't. There's nothing really sticks out to me. The colors aren't really colors I like count to connect it together. Mm -hmm. Um, and hard hardwire, he he doesn't look like somebody I would want to be. You know what I'm saying? Oh man, I most, I, most, I used to dig hardware's uniform. He dope, but would you would you would you rock that though? But that 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 uniform, that uniform was tight. I'm sorry. <laughs> If you were designing it, you would design that. If if, if was I was designing, it, no, I wouldn't design that. So so, correct me if I'm wrong. Is he similar to like how a Iron Man is? He's almost a replicant to that because you know, like uh, totally intellectual. 
highly intelligent person inside of a suit that he created. Between those two suits, which one is more iconic to you? There's been versions of Iron Man suits. There's even the the War Machine suit that is almost, of course, replicated from the Iron Man suit. So, yeah, it's the Iron Man suit. Iron Man suit crazy. And all the variations, you'd be like, damn, how I love does Tony War- keep making it? Bro, Mach yeah, 1, sure. Mach 2, Mach 3, Mach 4. War Machine's uh, suit is beyond crazy with the cannons, you know. I, mean, I, I love this. Were the suits in Infinity Wars? Are they from the comics as well? Like what was it, how they looked? Absolutely. Like I, I I think my favorite one out of them, like, like I, obviously I love the the classic one from the from the first um the first Avengers movie. I love I love that one, but I think it's the the Iron Man two John. Iron Man two was the one that came oh, out he, shooting those mainly came gold, out, it came, right? It came out the suitcase. Came out the suitcase and it was like mainly gold, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that one. I love that that one. I don't know what it is about it, but it had a lot of swag to it. But then, uh, in Infinity War, when a nigga he tapped his chest, mm-hmm. that was crazy. That was crazy. But yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, that's that's basically what I'm saying. Like the, I think that's what hurt Milestone is the the um the I the look wasn't like there wasn't enough to catch us. Whereas you may. When, when I first seen Spawn, I didn't know who he was, but the look just had me already. Just yeah. looking at him, I was like, he looks like somebody I, I kind of want to look at. Well, the other... That's kind of what I look for in concrete. I, mm-hmm. I look for, I want you to look at Watchmen in order to be like, mm, okay, he looks cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? I also look at it as that they did not have a chance to evolve because maybe the suits mm-hmm. would have got better. You know, yeah. so when the, when the whole when the whole company goes dark, and you're not doing anything with the characters. You're not allowing artists to do anything at all. I mean, mm-hmm. it took, I think it almost took for, I think there was a young brother named David Kirkman, who was a black independent filmmaker who made a fan film of hardware and static. And he, I think he did one on icon too, to where he put upgrades on the outfits and it was like, yo, this yeah. is kind of dope. If they would have did it in this type of variation. Yeah, no, for sure. And, and and I feel you know I feel like Icon being a direct com- competitor of Superman, just mm-hmm. like uh, Shazam, you know how they shoved Shazam for like forty years mm-hmm. because he was making too much bread independently. So they was like, <laughs> let's let's pick him up, put him on the shelf, and drop him in the seventies. You know what I mean? Yep. But but uh, I feel like Icon could have could have been that, but they like there there was no reason to create Valzad if you had Icon. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't create a another acolyte type character. If I'm gonna create another cosmic character, and they could be strong as hell, they could be godly, whatever, mm-hmm. but they'll be very different from how acolyte is is wired. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You look at Icon and Superman. Icon is he's basically Superman. It's true. He's just a, he's I don't know what his actual alien image looks like though like like how do, how does he look as an alien is he like weird looking or is he like i mean it's 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 humanoid let's just let's just say that you know is it is he more like how martian manhunter is no okay no no and that is and the thing is like that it, it's funny that you say that because martian manhunter's outfit the color scheme is totally the same as Icon and people, of course, people perceive Martian Manhunter as a brother. 
They do. And he, you know, he's 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 what he he's he's definitely one of my favorites. And I feel like so so is when Icon is in the alien, is he black? Is he's he black. like a black alien? He's literally like brown. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Where <laughs> so makes sense, then. Yep. That makes a little more sense. You know what I'm saying? Oh, snaps. Yeah, I didn't I didn't know. Like I thought uh I thought like um Icon was like one of them gray aliens, just like a weird looking <laughs> dude, and he just you know what I mean? He just shaped into like like a, oh a black God. dude. I didn't I didn't I, I never knew I never really read Icon. I I started reading the new one. The new one that dropped. Yeah, the new one that they dropped because all the milestones came out. out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I started. I started trying to check that drone out to see what it was like. Is it'd be hard for me to keep up sometimes though? But yeah, uh-huh. man, I you know, I that's that's to you know, long story short, that's what I mean about when 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 selecting, you know, when partnering with creators of concrete, you know, it it's not just one thing that I'm looking at. It's like a whole. I'm looking at you as a creator. How do we work, work well together? How do we communicate? That's that's number one. How can we, you know, how, how do our minds click together? Then mm-hmm. what is your story? And then I, when I hear a story, I'm thinking of, all right, what are we missing in concrete? What don't we have? Yeah. And if you have something that we don't have, you got a good chance of being in here. But if you come in here with something like that's like Absolver, I probably won't even look at you. Absolver right. is Absolver. And he, that's who he's going to be. You know what I'm saying? Right. No, I get it. Now, with everything that basically you're doing it for this year, like how and I know you guys are very proactive in your planning. How do you top everything going into the next year? Well, next year is our fifth year anniversary, man. So mm. we want to, you know, we want to make some announcements, some big announcements for next year. You know, things people have been asking about. People want to see some events. They want to see some things like that. They want to see some some collections you know y'all gonna get that and you know the it, it's it's iconic because our fifth year is when we're gonna really start bringing out trades you know what i mean acolyte's gonna be a trade odina's gonna be a trade absolver's probably gonna be a trade and you know we're, we're starting to we're gonna start going into that realm you so know I mean? acolyte is a six issue volume one yeah six issue volume one odina is as well and absolver maybe a five okay and when you get when you you know, Tanak is a three issue, you know, really. Part. So yeah, three issues, and then it's gonna break into some other stories as well. So yeah, and and I'm excited about getting into the trade game as well. You know what I'm saying? The trade game is where it's at. The 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 one thing that I can say by following indie for so long is that when Cat started to put out volumes, I was like, wait, I've been sitting here buying singular issues for this fucking long, and y'all, I could have waited for the stack. For the stack, yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, and 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 that's that's kind of what I meant by once we get the you know the the financial backings that we need to really do what we're doing. When we start creating, we're gonna create that whole trade. We still some collectors, some fans still want single issues because people want to test their food before they sure. eat the whole plate. Yep, and and even that is a that's a testament in itself, man. When you said in the beginning of this, we're at issue five. Some books don't make it past issue one. This is true. You know what I'm saying? Odina's issue five. Solver's up there. Well, Watchmen, people are wanting that three. People want Decimation three. They want these issues. So that's mm-hmm. a testament in the creators, man. They're great storytellers. They're writers. Some people do not make it 
past that first issue. If they make it past the second issue, they might they might get you on that second issue. But mm. if it if it if it ain't giving you what you need, you might be out of there. Oh man, brother, this is always good chopping it up with you, man. And as I as we are talking, I am hoping to get this out because issue five is closing down its Kickstarter tomorrow. It's already funded. But the, the, the campaign ends tomorrow. So twelve, I think it I, I think it ends at twelve, I think. Either twelve or eleven. Mm-hmm. One of them times. It it might be ten, actually. I don't know. I don't I, I don't know. But yeah. Yeah, because the last time you checked it was what was it, fifteen hours? Sixteen. Sixteen hours? Yep. Yeah, I think sixteen is ten o'clock, right? Yeah, around like ten o'clock. Well then. I got more promoting to do, man. You know what I'm saying? And I got to do that as well. So for your main man, James Grandmaster Facts Boys, Lonzo Starr from Concrete Comics, thank you for being here, brother. We are out.